understand that uh, paramedics were called, uh, police were called because it looked like crime, as if perhaps I was attacked. I was, uh, they tried to revive me seven times. Three different ambulances came and no luck. Uh, from what I had, uh, I was dead. I didn't breathe all together for a very long period of time. 33 minutes, am I right? 33 minutes, I didn't breathe. Uh, the GP, I believe, was called, and they said, uh, well, she will not even make it to the hospital. Let's say that she's dead. But eventually I was taken to Royal Free. I stayed there uh, in a coma for a long time. And why, while everybody was trying to decide, do they keep the machine on or switch it off, uh, there was just hope. Um, and one day, one day, I opened my eyes. I opened my eyes, and it was incredible experience. Of course, I was very unwell. Even I opened my eyes. But yes. Um, on on the 26th, when I uh, the call, police called me to my coffee shop because it was uh, on her phone. They asked me if you know her. I said yes. So when I ran to see her, they already took the her to hospital, and I talked to the uh, rapid para, para, paramedic. They come in a car, and I asked how how did they find her. The guy says, "Well, she if she can make it, which is unlikely in my experience, she may have to have 24/7 care. But it's impossible because it's been 33 minutes, you know." out of oxygen. They found her completely dead, look, blue on the street. That's why the police was called. It was a, they thought it was a crime scene. There were 10 police officers on the street. They were locking doors to see if anyone had heard anything. And um, you were there for three weeks in intensive care. And what did the, um, this paramedic came, when he came to see yes. what he said? Um, yes, and uh, it was something out of ordinary. So one day the paramedic came to visit me in the hospital, and he brought a letter. Rapid miracle. The letter is with me here. You have the letter? Yes. Yes. I, I will just show it for In the history of NHS, it never happened that the person died. And it came alive, rapid miracle. Uh, it was very slow procedure. Uh, of course, I never ever thought I would be the way I am today, because I was just lying on the bed, wasn't I? Ivan and his wife they used to visit me. Sarah, who is present there, uh, also came to see me, and the the doctor said to my husband. If I survive, which is very unlikely, still he said unlikely, I'll be vegetable. I will never live normal life. Uh, 
somehow, somehow, I recovered. I recovered. I not, not only physically, but I've got my memory back that was not expected ever. What, what did the specialist say to your husband? The specialist said, uh, uh, oh, my husband said, well, I, doctor, you said that she will never recover, that she will be dead, or if she's alive, she'll be a vegetable. How could you explain now, now that you did a scan of her brain that shows absolutely nothing wrong? As if I never had a heart attack, let's say. It was to this extent. He said, how do you explain? And he said, Mr. Yagapen, medicine is an art. What he meant is also God helped. God, God, God done it. It was God's will to help me to live this kind of life. It never happened again, as I, uh, never happened before. And uh, the person who came to see me, he said, I guarantee you, this is a story that will go for years among all the professors about the team, uh, within the team of people. And we want to do research. That's what he said. Yeah. Glory to God. This is a real miracle that it happens. We all pray, many people in the church and friends and families pray, and Jesus has done the miracle. One thing is to hear, now she's in front of us. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you so much. Thank you. Incredible testimony of God's power and him working in Ella's life. And it's interesting, life can feel you have an amazing miracle. And as a church family, there's been hard, very hard news this week as well with one of our teenagers who were with us at New Day passing. And this is the life of faith that we live in, of amazing celebration and also amazing hardship. And we sort of go, God, how do you work in this? But I want to read this from Romans 5. It says, through him, that's Jesus, we have obtained access by faith into the grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Now, church, I want to encourage us as we worship now that this hope, will, we will not be put to shame when we put our hope in Jesus. Amen. We will have amazing testimonies of God's amazing work and there will be other moments where we have to cling on to that hope and that faith that we've put our trust in. So I want to encourage us as we worship now to bring ourselves before Jesus. So you might be in a point where you need a load of hope. You might be like Ella where you're kind of, I'm alive, I shouldn't be alive. We praise God in these circumstances. So I want to encourage, let's stand, I'll pray. And then we're going to start by singing to, to our Lord. Lord, I thank you that as each of us come here today, we come having very different weeks. But we want to put our hope and trust in you, Jesus. We know that you are our firm foundation. And uh, Lord, we pray that as we go through various times, Lord, and continue to worship you, Lord, thank you that that hope does not put us to shame. 
but results in praise and glory to you, Lord. So I pray would you help us, Holy Spirit, to worship you, to lift your name high, and to keep looking to you for all these seasons, Lord. Amen. 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 Let's worship together. Good morning, church. Our first song is Before the Throne of God Above. Thank you. 